Yo, what up? This is Rome Trav from the Mid-Range Ain't Dead Podcast. I got my guy. The coolest one. D-A-R-I-U-S, yo, Ziggy, in case you ain't know. Then you did not spell Darius and come back and say Ziggy. <laughs> that old Dale got me on that going back to Cali with his, like, pregame hype video he had. So. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Well, that was, well, it, dub, but it, was funny it makes sense now that we talk about we going back to Cali. Since we're going to talk about Odell, let's pop the episode off right. Last night, the Rams played the 49ers and got drilled. Oh, man, it was a bad game from the start. Uh, two first-quarter interceptions by Matt Stafford. Uh, I don't want to say they both wasn't his fault but because he threw them, but the, those two first-quarter interceptions, that kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. And the Rams not being able to stop the run kind of just got them got them smacked. Uh, what do you think about Odell's performance, Von Miller's performance, and the Rams' overall performance? Well, um, to be quite honest with you, um, I didn't expect much from Odell. He literally just got there. Yeah. You know what I mean, then finding out that you know, I mean, Robert Woods tore his ACL, his role changed a little bit more. So um, I, I, I don't, I didn't expect much from him. You know what I mean? Um, Von Miller, I, I didn't actually expect much from him either. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, it was his first game. I can't, like, you know, the, the NFL is different. Like, you know what I mean? You can't just jump out yeah, there. Yeah, you can't just, just jump out there and just have a, a, a huge effect on, on a game, on a new team. Um, but the Rams, as a team-wise, I was a little disappointed. I thought they would be a lot better than that. You know what I mean? San Francisco actually – San Francisco had to win that game. You know what I mean? They're trying to stay alive in the in whatever uh, – in the wild card at this point. And they had to win that game, but they punched the Rams in the mouth. Like I mean, that's that's really all it was. Oh, um, I didn't see the first interception from Matt Stafford, but I did see the second one, and that definitely wasn't his fault. Like, <laughs> like that was a wild play. It went through dude's hands, and then you know what I mean the guy for the Niners. That was a hell of an interception on his part. Like you know what I mean, yeah. anticipation was was amazing because Higby bobbled it and then the corner came and picked it. I mean, he, it was just perfect. It was a perfect storm for him yeah. to uh, get that interception for sure to a touchdown. But um, I mean, that's kind of the, um, and I was, I was watching a little bit of sports media today. That's kind of a formula against the Rams. Like you want to get physical with them up front, at least when your defense is playing their offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? They like to get you like you want to get physical with them and make them do things that they don't like to do. It's a lot of trick plays, a lot of gimmicks sometimes when it comes to the Rams offense. Their run defense, though, man, like you know, it, it looks like when you bottle when you bottle Aaron Donald up with you know, what I mean, three guys, they you can run, you know every, you can run you, everywhere yeah, else. You can run everywhere else, like you know what I mean. So uh it was a perfect storm for for the Niners last night. Um, disappointing uh outing for the Rams, but I still think they're okay. I mean, I don't think that's like the end yeah, of the world. It's just make the playoffs. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was just a hell of a game by the Niners. That's kind of really all it came down to. Shout out to Debo Samuels, too, because he was killing. Man, he was on the fantasy team. Thank you, Mr. Debo Samuels. He was everywhere. But um, that was the fifth time in a row that the Niners beat the Rams, so we probably shouldn't have been so surprised. They seemed to have a number. Um, they – yeah, it's they got to see them again the last game of the season. So 
we'll see if they can catch up to them, but they're only four and five and they still a ways back in the division. So probably won't happen. Um, the Odell stuff, he only played 15 snaps, which is why it's hard for me to understand why people are making these great like takes and everything. Um, he played 15 snaps, had the ball thrown in his direction three times. It's not really <laughs> you show up on Friday, like y'all said, like it's not really a way to affect the game. Um, that three targets that he had is still more than his last game in Cleveland, where he only had one. <laughs> so um, but yeah, overall, the um the Rams just showed again that. I don't know if anybody's any good in the league. Everybody is. <laughs> everybody sucks. Every, everybody trash. Everybody <laughs> sucks, man. Everybody. Whoever whoever wins the Super Bowl this year is pretty much going to be lucky. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's, whoever don't give up on 18, <laughs> keep their locker room together. I think it's similar to the NBA last year where, you know, the team mm-hmm. who was the most healthy. That's a really good comparison because that. Um, the team who's the most healthy and the team who, you know, kind of, Weeze their way through it because, like, nobody, nobody last year was like, the Bucs is the best team in the NBA. Uh, you know, they just happened to be the most healthy and the most complete team at the time, at the right time. Um, do I think that they deserve the championship? Sure. But I do I think they were the best team in the Eastern Conference? No. Uh, I think they were the third best team. But um, you know, the way Philly kind of imploded and and then, uh, you know, those guys got hurt for Brooklyn. It kind of like made a, you know, a perfect storm for the Bucks to win. But that's what that's what this this NFL season vibes is giving me, you know, because at the beginning of the year, we crowned Tampa Bay are the best team we ever seen back to back championships. We haven't seen this in 20 years, blah, blah, blah. Then they come back and lose two two terrible teams. Oh man, it's the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, the Raiders, then they come back and get smacked. And then you just keep like, you go down the list and every team takes a terrible loss. But you, but you know what's interesting? And um, I kind of, all these, all these teams had the chance, especially in the AFC, had the chance to kind of like, you know what I mean, elevate this. So outside of the Titans, because the Titans is still whooping ass. Like, you know what I mean? But they lost to the Jets. You know what I'm saying? But they, yeah, you know what I mean? They lost to the Jets early in the season. I'm talking about like recently. All these teams had the opportunity to kind of like put themselves away from the pack. And then now here comes the Chiefs. Like, you know what I mean? The Chiefs getting high. As bad as they played, as bad as they played, you know what I mean? They still right there. are still, I want to say they're, they're, they might be first in that division now. They're in the know, mix. But they in the mix. Like, you know what I mean? And you had your chance, AFC. And now look, now, now they now they about to get started rolling again. But the the but the best thing about that for other teams is that they're not gonna go have to go to uh Kansas City. Oh yeah, no. to play them. Kansas City gonna have to trap. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to have their <laughs> yeah. back. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna have to trap. And, a, uh, a lot of trap. Uh, a lot of teams, <laughs> to win a championship in a wild card game is gonna be very difficult. But I don't know how we got to talk to Kansas City. Um, but anyway. Everybody trash. Yeah. Back to the main point. Speaking of everybody trash. I mean, Cleveland I'm in. Go Browns. Go ahead, man. Um, they played New England. So, being from Ohio, as all of us are, uh, we got, even though the Browns aren't our team, we have some, well, I have some 
sympathy. Like I want the Browns to do well. No, I do too. I, I want them to do well. You don't want them to. You don't yeah. want them to stay. Yeah, we all want the Browns. Well, I can't speak for Zig. Right. Say, speak for yourself. <laughs> I can't speak for Zig. I don't want to speak for Zig. I'll speak for my. I want them to do well. They're not in my conference. Uh, they they're not in my division. I don't care. I want them to do well. And so I watch the game. You know, I, I watch most of the games because they don't play at the same time as the Packers mostly. Um, so I can watch it. In the first drive, oh my man, they looked amazing, man. Like they had a a first drive touchdown. It was methodical. The run game was going. Baker was throwing again, throwing the ball great. I was like, "Wow, this is about to be a game." And then the Patriots came back and uh, scored right back, and then Baker threw an interception, and then they punted, and then the next thing you know, and they the defense didn't get one stop, and now uh, they were down twenty-one-seven before I could even blink, and it just got bad for them fast. Uh, I don't know who. To blame, um, even after the the Baker interception, they came back and, and kept throwing the ball. And after the first first drive, they ran the ball so well, I just didn't understand why they did that. And then that put them behind, and then they start – then they got pounded. Uh, go ahead, Ann. Okay, so at this point, you know, everybody's got their – everybody gets blamed. It seems like everybody except – Except, you know, and I'm not, and I, I'm not going to pile on Baker today because, I mean, I could because, I mean, he, he's, he's average. Like, let's just let's, let's, let's stop pretending that he's something that he's not. At least, you know, what I mean, us on this podcast, we understand what he is. I definitely know what he is. Like, you know, what I mean, so at this point, there's no more pretending. Like, you know, what I mean, there's no pointing the finger at this person, that person. You know, what I mean, no, like he's an average quarterback. But at this, but now, I, what I thought it was interesting when you mentioned Rome was that they threw the ball a lot. You know what I mean? They threw the ball a lot. And Stefanski, for as great of a coach as he is, well, I can't say great, as good of a coach as he is, you know what I mean, winning coach of the year last year. And, you know, when they have their guys, they run their system well. But when you don't have your guys, you know what I mean, you still, you still have to kind of run your system but you, I don't know what world we live in that you feel like Baker Mayfield can go into New England and win a shootout. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know. I, I, I really don't understand. Like, I, I don't, I don't see how that's the method for winning. If you're, if you're, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you know what I mean? This is Bill Belichick. I said last, I said on the last episode that, you know, Bill Belichick, he loves going against younger quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks. And also, and I mentioned it to you again, Ron, he's an average quarterback. Bill Belichick feasts on those kind of guys. Hell, Bill Belichick made it difficult on Patrick Mahomes, so why the hell wouldn't he make it difficult on Baker Mayfield? You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. I don't, you know what I mean? The Browns have, they have the Lions this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, this could be, this could be, you know what I mean, something to get their spirits up, or this could be something that could, could really start to look bad. Well, if they lose this game, the season's over. Yeah, but like um, like the clip you sent earlier, it, the the Browns are on some very scary uh, merry-go-round. You know, it's very scary because at times they look really good and really promising, like against the Cincinnati Bengals, and at other times they look awful. Like you know, there's not really an in between where they play. 
like early on in the season when he lost to the Chiefs, um, you know, people were like, man, that's a it's very optimistic. Yeah. Like then they lost to the Chargers. They were like, man, we was right there. Like we should have won that game. But these games, these games, yeah. the, the the Steelers game uh, well, and last week. Well, you can think about it in this sense. That Chiefs loss actually wasn't that great of a loss. Now that you look back, now that at you it. look back at it, it's like that's they that, that wasn't that wasn't an honorable <laughs> loss because they stink too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they stink too. <laughs> like so, so like you know what I mean? Thing for this episode, but you know, they stink too. Yeah, everybody, everybody stink. No, everybody trash. Everybody trash. So what you said, Rome, kind of made me put this into a light. So you know, the Browns can look really good at times and really bad at times. So. In my mind, that only means one thing. They're average. <laughs> because average teams look good at times, and they look bad at times. Very true. They're not bad. They're not trash. But they're average. I mean, they're five mean? and five. That's as average as you can be. Yeah, <laughs> it's as average as you can be. You know what I mean? So, I don't, I don't know, man. This happens. But, you know, this happens with the Browns. You know what I mean? They have a, they have a good year. Then, then they – Everybody comes back that next year, especially around here in Ohio, uh, or or Northeast Ohio anyway. And boy, oh boy, it's like, well, shit, we might go to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh shit, we the AFC favorites, like you know what I mean? Or we're gonna at least be in the AFC championship game. Hell, we fell into that a little bit. You know I what mean? Looking at it, it was like, man, I at least think they can make it to the AFC championship. With that roster, man, with the roster they had, I thought they had a chance. Um, but then you 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 go to the injuries and you pile on just uh, everything that happened with Cleveland and you know the drama and all this other stuff and then you get mediocrity. Uh, let's let Zig, what you got to say, man? You've been over there kind of quiet, and I hear a lot of clicks, a lot of mouse clicks. <laughs> well, I mean, the loss I think it goes on everybody. Um, like you said, the defense wasn't getting it done either. So I'm I'm looking at the drives from I'm looking at the drives from the game. And they held New England to a field goal once and one punt. Every other drive was a touchdown. You can't win like that. Um Miles Miles get called out their lack of adjustments on defense after the game. Um, there's footage of Jarvis Landry today at his turkey giveaway. Very upset about his involvement in the offense. He was smiling upset. It's really funny. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, sad. <laughs> the whole thing is just it's like, ready to bad. fall apart. <laughs> my bad, Zig. It's like that meme where they got the happy face in front of the dude crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but, you know, I can't let the offense off the hook. That, that man, Baker, passed for 73 yards. And I know he didn't finish the game again. What? But he passed for 73 yards. Wait a minute. He passed for what? <laughs> you heard it wrong. In three quarters. You heard it. He passed for 73 yards. Now, Hoyer on the other side for the Patriots, he threw three passes and he passed for 85 yards. <laughs> so I can't let that man off the hook. Um, you know, so, the third string running back is the only person who really showed up to play. He had 157 all purpose yards. Everybody else. So my man. question, my question is 
moving forward. What do the Browns do? Do they trade for another quarterback? They don't have a choice. Who? Who? I don't know. Jimmy G. I I hear Russell Wilson is on that. I, Russell I saw Wilson. a lot of Mitch Trubisky talk today, which I don't know if it's that yeah, desperate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't we, know now, that's now, the now, 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 we're not going Mitch Trubisky. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> or hey, man, get the knocking on Houston's door. Like hey. You know what I mean? What's going on in there? I don't think any team's going to trade for him. Well, until all that shit. Until everything's settled. So I agree there, but they need to to monitor that situation closely. I imagine it'll be wrapped up by next summer. I mean, you never know. The legal system is is the legal system. It can take a sweet old time with certain situations where it can speed you up. And I don't want to – I also also don't want to assume that, you know what I mean, he's He's not innocent. Yeah, it's not a criminal yeah. case, though. That's the thing. So since this is just a civil case, I imagine if this ran into next season, he would just pay off. Yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, I don't want to assume. He seems pretty you know uh, firm that he's not paying anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty- bottom line is the Browns need to monitor every quarterback situation that they can because are you going to pay that man that just passed for Zig? What was it, 73 yards? 73 yards. Forget the fact that he got hurt. We not don't know. I don't care about that. Before he got hurt, he passed for 73 was, yards. He played three quarters. He played three, yeah, he, he played threw the ball three. 21 times and he passed for 73, 73 yards. <laughs> so you trying to tell me, you trying to tell me they're gonna pay this man, you know what I mean? Someone's 35 plus per. He can't get more than 15. Dog, you can't for you, and then and then you know how NFL organizations work. You're gonna franchise this man? You definitely, definitely can't franchise him because he's gonna get forty. That's insane, man. The Browns need to look, man. All the Baker commercials and all the the little, the little, the little TikTok dances he was doing and shit. Yeah, that was cool for a minute. You know what I'm saying? All the rah rah rah. You sorry as fuck. Like this is <laughs> like, no, like, like you can't just you can't pay. No. You cannot pay this man that kind of money, man. It's, it's gonna set Mama, the no. it's gonna set the Browns back, man. They gotta they gotta really monitor the quarterback situation around the league, man. I'm just saying. Just we saying, did no. we did this exercise once. I want to do it again because they're five and five. Um, Detroit, who you got? The Browns I got the Browns, but they probably won't cover at Baltimore. <laughs> They're gonna lose. <laughs> if they lose that one, I know we gotta go down the rest of them. I'm just the saying game. they lost to the Steelers, and the Steelers just tied these niggas, man. <laughs> but uh, at Baltimore, oh, that's an L. Home against Baltimore after the bye. Another L. That's a good gonna win that one. The home against the Raiders. They're gonna win oh, that they, one. they might win that one. I give them that. At the Packers. Damn. That's an L. At Pittsburgh. Damn. That's an L. And then home against Cincinnati. Mm, that's a win. They can go. A, I'll give them a win so they can go. Push. Yeah. So they, y'all got like three wins in there? Yeah. They can I go. said two. I think I gave two. <laughs> two. So, yeah. Three wins. I give them three home two wins. Two of the possible two of the Either way, that's. <laughs> two of the possible. Either way, that's under 500 this year. And um, with the expectations that they came into the season with. Like, I mean, I doubt that Stefanski is gone, but no. there's going to be some no, changes. Not. No, because Stefanski is not the problem. It's not the problem. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe his play calling every now and then is questionable, you know what I mean, in certain situations. But he just won, he just won coach of the year. You can't, you yeah. can't get rid of him. The year it's not going to be him. Coach of the year. Might yeah. be the coordinators who get it. I don't know. Okay, Something's going to have to change. You can't run it back. Definitely a defensive coordinator. Um, oh, yeah. He's out of here. Honestly, I would package Baker Mayfield and Kareem Hunt and a couple, maybe a second round or, or a first, not a first round, but no. maybe a second round. All depends on first round for who you have you talking about. Russell, Russell, Russell was maybe you might consider the first. Uh, that's what I would. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would call, you know, um, I would call Seattle and see what it would take. And but, the, but you know, the problem with that, Ron, the problem with what you're saying is, is who wants Baker? Who wants him? No, it, but it's not bad about Russell out of Seattle now. Exactly. Yeah, Russ wants out of Seattle. It's not so much trading for Baker as to trading Russ out to help Russ. Okay. You know, you're not trading for Baker. Because once you once you inherit him, you don't have to pay. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like you got him, we can we can try this out. We can give you the the Andy Dalton deal where he got ten million. To, so they they bring in this year's Jared Goff basically. Yeah, so they bring in Baker. They bring in Baker. Have a trash year. Maybe get a higher a higher first round pick. Yeah, and then we got a quarterback who can kind of float us to the next year. Because I'm I'm gonna tell you one thing: if Baker goes to the NFC West. They gonna be trash. <laughs> they, they gonna be trash. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, because no, you know, if you take Kareem Hunt with Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf, with with Pete Carroll, who's who had with a dominant running back, you see what Pete Carroll can do. You see what Baker can't do. Let's get the ball. Let's <laughs> get the ball. To Tyler Lockett, maybe Tyler Lockett, but he definitely ain't gonna be able to get the ball downfield to DK. That's for sure. We know this. There's no reason to <laughs> assume that it's gonna change just because he changed his coast. If this, happens. I mean, it was a different team, but they had to play the NFC West. Um, in what well, year? Yeah, this is two years ago, and they went zero and four. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but that was before Stefanski. But um, yeah, that's 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 hard to hard to gauge. But let's talk about um, since we're talking about the NFC West and all these teams, let's talk about the Green Bay Seattle game. Uh, it was an ugly game for game. for uh, all for most of parts. Um, Pete Carroll made some good points uh, about the referee. Um, he made, he had some valid points. I'm not upset no, with him. No, I, I agree. He had some valid points, but the but but the refs don't cause you to score zero. They might have made a field goal because he <laughs> he threw an interception and a touchdown. Okay, that's fine. So three points. You know what I'm saying? But they also could have had another turnover uh where Aaron Rodgers uh mishandled the snap and fumbled it. And not saying that they would have even mm-hmm. scored, but those things are momentum changers. Uh, I'm not saying that that's what cost him the game. He just made some valid points. My, my point is, is just that he made valid points, but you can't blame the refs for being shut out. Oh, I'm not saying that that's the reason why they lost. I'm just saying that I'm glad a coach is calling it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he's, he, he's calling it out. He's saying what he saw. Um, there were questionable calls. I mean, I, I'm a diehard Packer fan, you know, um, 
They were questionable. They could have went either way. Obviously, the Packers would have been pissed if they was on the other side of these calls. Yeah, it happens. Uh, it happens. Uh, but the game was ugly for all in all accounts. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looking rusty. I don't feel like it was gonna be an ugly game for y'all. I didn't think I didn't I didn't think y'all would lose, but I felt like it would be an ugly game. Um, especially seeing how you know I mean you go from uh, what's, what's the guy's what's the backup's name? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. <laughs> um, you go from Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers, and you kind of got to get you know what I mean acclimated everybody back into what they usually used just, to doing. Um, Aaron Jones. That's uh, that was Aaron Jones one. out for uh, four weeks, four yeah, or six that, weeks. That, that was a big loss. I'm glad it wasn't. A, I'm glad it wasn't the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. But this this will be I don't want to say good, but it'll be a chance for AJ Dillon to step up and be the back that I mean your second round draft pick at running back when we already had an all pro running back. That's pretty hot. I mean, Your front off is kind of stupid. <laughs> like, I, that's a lot of things I'll never understand. Well, they were thinking about letting Aaron Jones walk, and I think that was some insurance in case they did it. Well, they let the other dude walk too. He Jamal actually Williams. Detroit now. Jamal Williams, he's actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't understand a lot of things our front office does. Uh, and like, make us make a play for Odell is one of them. Like, yeah. That was- but I don't know. It was more so um, Odell. Uh, I think, well, he was a free agent, so he obviously chose to go to the Rams. But I think they could have. They probably could have made more initiative into trying to get him to Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, if you offer him the same contract, if you offer me the same contract, I'm going to where the weather's nice. The you know every, the the culture's better for you know living off the field. Uh, but if you all accounts being equal, you're going to take the weather. Yeah. You know, well, but then also it's some probably some uncertainty. You don't know if Aaron Rodgers is. You but you, mean? but he's not, he's point like, if you're playing. You can, take me, a, you can take a one year to your point. Yeah. To me, it seems like OBJ kind of told on himself on what he wants from himself. Which was? He don't want to be a top 15 receiver. Oh, because of. Uh, because uh, Cup and uh, Robert Woods before he got hurt. Before he got hurt, but, like, you know, you were going to be the third best receiver. Like, you wasn't going there to show that I'm still that dude. Yeah. Like, you going to L.A. to to dance and – And he got a know. documentary dropping tomorrow, which is very strange time. <laughs> That's the worst time, bro. But also, I mean, had he gone to Green Bay, I mean, yeah, he would have been – he would have only been the second guy because he wasn't going to be the first guy either. No, but he would have been the number two receiver – with a great quarterback and a great offense and a great chance to but he's win. Thinking, did, they just, did you guys sign to Devontae Adams? Is he? No, he's not signing to. He's Devontae said if, if, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, he's leaving. Okay, so to his point, and I'm not an OBJ apologist to say when it comes to that Baker shit, but um, to his point, he, he probably was thinking like, you know what I mean? But again, he could have he could have signed a one year, but he probably was just a little unsure you know what I mean? Because he probably don't want to move, keep moving teams. He you don't. Know, he don't know if they're gonna sign him back in. Uh, he don't. In LA. I mean, he don't. He feel like he probably. Well, now he probably feels like you know what I mean. He can, he can prove that he can still be that second option. Obviously, he's not better than Cooper Cup at this point. But no, um, I, I just feel like he t- he didn't choose a situation where he before Robert Woods got hurt. You know, um, hopefully he. I think he chose a comfort on. zone. You know, exactly. It was, it was a comfort zone. I blame Brown. 
No, but you know, Bob Miller and him are actually really close. Um, Bron is in LA. I believe his, I mean, his significant other is in LA. Like, so you know, you're something I don't have nothing to do with I know it. Well, you know what I mean? Even though it don't have nothing to do with football, it has a lot to do with football. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I get what you're saying, but anyway, uh, I, he's a sucker. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't mess with him, you jive turkey. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, I just wish we came to the Packers, man. Yeah, man, I actually agree. I thought the I thought the Packers were the I think, and we we spoke on that. I thought the Packers was the best option in my mind. It just made the most sense, you know what I mean? But um, I think right after that, I actually thought the Rams would probably have a solid chance at getting him, and they ended up getting him. So, um, but the Packers. You know, OBJ go to the Packers. I think I kind of I think that kind of catapults them to the next level. Yeah, I mean, next level Super Bowl favorites, however you want to call. What you guys think? Um, I'm just I'm really I don't know if I should or I shouldn't because I know they upset you early in the season, but this Packers defense is starting to look like they might be legit. Um. They haven't given up more than 22 points since week three. Um, and, I mean, while there were some questionable teams in there, like. Last last care. two games, you know, I agree, Zig. And even, you know, the Cardinals only got 21 on them, too, in there. But um, if that defense is legit, then maybe, maybe we do have – a good team in football, <laughs> but it's going to be dependent on um, Rogers getting back to himself too. Probably want to monitor to see if his, if the COVID affects his play afterwards. Um, I know Cam said that that bothered him a lot last year. Shout out to Cam, by the way. <laughs> um, Big shout out to Cam. Uh, first two plays, two touchdowns. Uh, that was going to be that boy good moment of the week. Did you hear the quote? You know, I actually, I'm back. Yeah, I actually <laughs> forgot. You know what I mean? I totally forgot about, you know what I mean, Cam Newton, man, and, and salute to him, man, because you know I mean, that they, boy good. That boy is good. And they tried to they tried to force him out. They tried to bury him, but they didn't know he was a seed, and then he grew. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they asked him how much of the playbook he knew. He told him two touchdowns worth. Uh, oh, <laughs> respect, right. Respectfully. That's all I needed to know. Respectfully. <laughs> so <laughs> they smacked they smacked them boys too, but yeah, is Colin Murray saw? Yeah, he didn't play last game. Him or uh, Hopkins. So Zig, is that injury it like is that injury a little bit more serious than than you know I mean it's getting highlighted as two weeks? I mean he had a he was injured before this too. So I think you know where the team is at in the standings, I don't think that that was a situation where you necessarily like you let him get all the way back before. Um, they said he had an outside chance of playing last week, but you know where they were located, where they located in the standings, it, I wouldn't have really made the push either. Still eight and two. Um, now they're tied for the best record in the conference with the Packers, but um, I think he's going to be fine. The Hopkins one seemed like he was further away than Kyler is, but. Uh, hopefully they get them both back this week. It's a hamstring with Hopkins, so you definitely don't want to rush that. And um, but you know, yeah, Kyler, you just want him to be 100 percent because he's going to be out there running around. So what, are they, 
Yeah. So what are they right now? Eight and two. Eight and two. Yeah, they're eight and two. They probably thought they could beat Carolina. Oh, they, but, definitely, they definitely thought they was going to beat Carolina. <laughs> so, um, they beat, they beat last week. Uh, they beat last San Francisco. Week. They beat them pretty good. So, yeah. um, you well, know, after Seattle is a bye week. So, I would still expect Hopkins to probably sit this week. You might get Murray back, but if you can get them to the bye, then it's smooth sailing after that to close out the season. But yeah, the, the Packers, I mean, the win was ugly, but, um, the defense has showed again that they can they can win ugly. I think it's good to show that you can win a football game in multiple ways. That, and, that'll come in handy in the playoffs. Right, Zig. And you know, they they won a game without without having without Aaron Rodgers having to be amazing. You know what I mean? And I and I feel like they've done that a couple times this year. You know they don't mean? need them. They can let him go. They don't yeah. need Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Let's not jump out the window here. Hey. <laughs> but to to um, you know, I mean, for all Packer fans, it's a good sight to see that you know the reigning MVP doesn't have to be the reigning MVP every game for them to win games. Who who is your MVP right now? Right now, is there is there anybody? Derek Henry. I say it's still him, even though he ain't playing. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it still might be. But you know what? Honestly, man, it's probably not going. He's definitely not going to win it, but. Aaron Rodgers is like really high on my list, like right now. You know what I mean? Um, I like Brady, but they, you know I mean, they, they dropped, but he's played really bad the last two weeks. Terrible. Um, he's, we just going to talk about him next. Um, Matt Stafford, he's obviously after his outing last night, it doesn't look that great. And then, you know, Derrick Henry's out. And after that, who you got? Like, you know, what I mean? it's, it's only that, it's only that man in Green Bay standing left. So, I mean, the way things are going, I'm wondering if, like, if I mean, I know it's it's turned into a quarterback award pretty much, but it's defenses who are balling right now. I wonder what it would take for them to give it to somebody on that side of the ball. Uh, you gotta go. You gotta um, go crazy. And when who the person, yeah, I'm about to say the person that I don't know if you were talking about him or not, but the only person that comes to mind that would even have a shot, and he don't even have a shot, but. To even kind of, I guess, be in the conversation would be Steph, uh, not Stephon. Is it Stephon Diggs? Trey. What's what's the other? The one that played for Dallas. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he would be the only one that would be kind of close in the uh, conversation. But all the only thing that would, only thing he's got locked up is Defensive Player of the Year. And they kind of look Man. like they kind of look at that as like the MVP, you know, defense. defense. Give the defense some love, man. It's time. You can be valuable. (laughs) What if he got rookie, defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, and NFL? He's not a rookie, though. You're not a rookie? No. You talking about you talking about uh, that? Well, Michael Parsons, he's a rookie. Oh, Michael Parsons is a rookie. He's probably going to get uh, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Michael Parsons for MVP, man. Let's get it started. <laughs> like, you'll be out there. You'll be out there on that on that corner by yourself. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't really, he, didn't, he didn't really. He the reason they let uh, Smith go. Yeah, it, and they saying Jaden Smith might be out of football. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's, um, he gonna get one more shot. He gonna get another shot. Yeah, at least one. Yeah, he gonna get another shot for sure. I'm surprised he didn't stick with y'all, but you know, y'all got some dogs out there. Apparently. I'm I'm surprised he didn't either, especially with. The injuries um, piling up for us on the defensive side. 
he had to be pretty bad um, for us to cut him. Um, but I think they picked him up off waivers and was paying him a little bit more and, instead of just uh, – I don't know. But, you know, usually sometimes they let a guy go just to bring him back so they don't have to – Keep know, paying pay him. That, but he ain't, but I, he ain't back. Hopefully give him a couple weeks to cool off or something. So the last um, – I just wanted to throw it in there. The last defensive player to win MVP – was Lawrence Taylor in 1986. It's time, yeah. man. It's man, time. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> listen, listen, that's that's a whole different monster. Like, the no, last no, nine no. quarterback was Adrian Peterson in 2012. So yeah, he deserved that. Yeah, but, he was carrying he was carrying him on his back. But the the whole Lawrence Taylor thing, okay, if that's the standard, then nobody's ever gonna win it. <laughs> <laughs> we can chalk that shit. Because they, they drug test now. Yeah, we could just <laughs> that's awesome. And I think there's been two in history. So um Lawrence Taylor and then some defensive tackle in the 70s, but um tackle? he must have been whooping on cats. Pancake fest. So let's move on, man. <laughs> We've been saying stuck too long. Uh, the Washington football team uh, had a good win against the now two loss in a row Bucks. Good win, but uh, kind of a bad loss overall. So they lost Chase Young, man. Hopefully he gets healthy soon. Uh, shout out to Chase Young. Uh, we're praying for that young brother to get come back stronger. But Tom Brady is looking very oh regular. Looking old. Yeah. I mean, he's 40. He had 40 ball. He is old. Well, now he started, like, now his play is starting to match his age, at least these last two games. For sure. He uh, he had four interceptions in two games? Something like that. Uh, I don't know, you might have to check on that, but I know. Yeah, it's four in the last two. Washington roughed him up. There's there's a formula to get get Tom Brady to throw interceptions, and that's get to him with four down linemen. You can get to Tom Brady with four down linemen, and you can just man press so they can't throw those quick, uh, quick little dinking dunks. He's in trouble, and and in Washington and all these other teams that have great uh, down linemen, they have the they showed you what to do. Now it's hard to do because yeah. you it's rare that a team has four great down linemen. Uh, when they do, they usually go deep into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, um, those teams that have four great down, like who can get to the quarterback without blitzing, those teams usually make deep runs, like the 49ers years ago. Uh, they're young, too, Washington. Oh, up front, they're super yeah, young. They're super young. Those are all, you know, I mean, four first round picks. Yeah, four, like the last four years, I think they went D line. And if you watch the 49, like the 49ers did the same thing. Uh, but they end, those guys end up getting priced out and they couldn't afford everybody. You got Colin Kaepernick years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they were doing the same thing, you know, with Alden Smith and all those other guys, and they couldn't afford them. But that's the formula, and Tom Brady's looking real, real regular. Um, well, I, go ahead, Zig. With Antonio Brown, they are undefeated. Without Antonio Brown, they're one and three. How long has he been out? He's been out since the 14th, so he's been out a month now. Even out since the 14th so, of October, so Antonio Brown game. should be the MVP. Antonio Brown for MVP. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we should get comeback player. You know, I wasn't aware he was out that long. What what is he out for, Zig? Um, what was it with Antonio Brown? Give me a second. <laughs> I had it. Yeah, I think it was, but I want to be sure of it. I don't want to get this one wrong. 
But yeah, um, retractions. <laughs> is Gronk is Gronk out as well? No, he played. Gronk came back, but um, yeah, it was an ankle sprain for him, and it was near his heel. So you know, that's an area of a high ankle sprain on a wide receiver ain't good. But he said that you know he said that his fireworks on the way is what Antonio Brown said today. I don't like AB, man. But he does bring something to the team that they can't replace. Like if they are getting those, um, you know, if if a team is getting pressure, he's the best receiver they have at getting a quick release and getting open quickly. Um, you know, Mike Evans takes a little bit longer to get going. He's a big guy. Um, you know, it's it's really kind of disappointing because you know, I mean, AB's out, but you still have uh Godwin. Godwin, Godwin, I'm sorry. You still have Godwin and Mike Evans, which are two very, very good receivers. Supposed to be all pro. I mean, both of them supposedly supposed to be all pro. And it's just like, well, where's the all pro at? Yeah, uh, and Chris Godwin, is he's also been on the injury report, too. He's just been playing through it. He had a foot injury. So, um, you know, they, they, with the receivers, man. Yeah, they beat up right now. So they, they brought in Brashad Perriman this week. So, they're just trying to get it done with some guys right now. Don't and, you Sherman play for them? Yeah, he was hurt too. Yeah, he got hurt too. He got hurt right before the game. He got hurt. And so um, yeah, it's just they they're getting beat up. It's that's part of the season after you make a deep run and you got older guys on the team and Brady ain't gonna elevate anybody anymore. Like he he ain't gonna be the reason you lose if you lose, but he's not gonna lift these uh, no-name guys like he did he had, in the league. He, he had a big part in why they didn't lost these last two. That's throwing <laughs> picks all over the place. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't care who's out there. You're still throwing the ball. You know, um, and when Tom Brady's playing great, he gets all the credit. Yeah. You know, and when this team loses, there's always the, you know, excuse, 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 not Tom Brady, excuse, excuse, somebody else. It's time for Tom Brady to get some of his get some of his heat too. Yeah, he ain't gonna dodge all this slam. <laughs> he gonna get some of this slam. Get some too. of this slam. You gonna get this work. Get this work. You gonna get this work. Shout out to Loaded Lux. But he, but I think that Tom Brady, uh, like you said, he needs talent, and um, and at this point in his career, if he's not surrounded by immense talent. He looks, if you like, you said, if you squint really hard, he start looking like somebody in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> but if he if he's surrounded by three all pro receivers, uh, a former first round pick running back, like he's going to look like you know all pro offensive line. Well, like, you, you know, and I'm not sure if you have the numbers on this either, Zig, but I don't think their defense has actually played as well as they did. Played last trash, year. bro. They've been bad. But I think they've been like below average pretty much all year. They they might be in the low teens. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they've been very good this year. And I don't think that's being talked about enough. Obviously, we're gonna highlight Brady if he plays trash, at least we're gonna do that on this podcast. But um, and you know what I mean, we're gonna highlight all the other things, but it's not being I don't think it's been talked about enough that how how kind of mediocre they've been on defense. Yeah, I mean, if you if you talking about points, they're like right in the middle of the pack, 17th. Um they they have one of the best run defenses, but they have a terrible pass defense. But they've also been very banged up in the secondary, as, which is why they signed Richard Sherman. And then that's still is, uh, Jr. Uh, is he back yet? Yeah, he's he, he playing. Um, but you know they were bad against. They weren't that great against the pass last year either. But 
Um, back to the quarterback. They were so good. Up, uh, you know, I mean, their linebackers played so well. And they front seven was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and so now you're seeing that the defense is not holding up on the back end, and you don't even have time to get to the quarterback anymore right now. So um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how this all plays out for them. Right now, um, if you're talking about sacks, they're, again, they're middle of the pack in, in sacks as well. It's nothing like the constant pressure. You know, they were top five in sacks last year. It's just not the same. And, you know, uh, when you, like, Bill Belichick, I, I really didn't agree with all of what Bill Belichick used to do, but he got rid of guys a year too early. You know, and so he made sure that his team was always fresh and uh, with new blood and new hungry guys. And so he got rid of guys a year too early. I, I, he definitely I, had a sense for that. I, like, I don't always agree. I didn't always agree with what he was doing, but he made sure that his guys stayed hungry and fresh. You know, when you get out, you sign everybody back from a championship team in the NFL, which is rarely done. Uh, you can see guys maybe not as hungry as before. And people are kind of, we know what y'all going to do. It's literally everybody that from last year. We got two years worth of tape on you. Yeah, it's the first time I feel like so a uh, team has really been like super praised for bringing everybody back in the NFL. Like that's usually not the thing that, like you said, that's usually not what they do in the NFL. So it was a little strange. Well, we'll see how they finish up. Uh, they're not in a really good conference, but they lost to the Saints. And, and so Cam Newton is back in the division. Cam Newton is back, so you know. You never know. You never know what can happen in that division. Not saying, but we just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see it. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about this Baltimore Miami game, but since Zig is a fan, yeah, I man, feel like it's only him, fair. Gotta give my man Zig some love. <laughs> let my man Zig shine. You know what I mean? I gotta let my man Zig shine, and really more so about how bad uh, the the Ravens are looking. They're so up and down. It's everybody trash. Everybody's trash, bro. Everybody's trash. <laughs> like, like, you can't get a read um, on any of these teams. Like, you know, Ziggs would say, after week four, we kind of know who teams are. And week six, we kind of believe who teams are. But now, like, you can't even gauge them. Like, yeah, maybe know. with four weeks to go, we'll know who teams <laughs> are. This is crazy. But, um, I mean, the, the Dolphins threw a different kind of defense at Lamar that I don't think every team is going to be able to going to be able to run. Like that was, we blitz safeties all game. Um, Cause they have two high paid corners that they can leave in one-on-one and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Um, I think that some team is going to try to do that cover zero blitz the safety and Lamar is going to light them up for like 400 yards through the air. Cause um, yeah, you got to be sure on your corner. So I really think that that loss is an aberration. Um, they had the long week since that happened on Thursday night, and they'll be playing in Chicago this week. But I think that Baltimore is going to get back on track. Um, Everybody gets yeah. back on track with Chicago. <laughs> yeah, and then they got Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You I know. mean, they got a pretty favorable schedule, unless Cleveland turns it around, which we, you know, are being kind of cynical. I mean, he literally – Shit on them last year. <laughs> oh my god! So 
when he left and came oh, back. Oh, yeah, I forgot right. about Lamar going to take a <laughs> shit and still winning the game. Yeah, that's a bad boy. So, <laughs> I ain't betting on Cleveland so they can show me they recover from that. But, um, yeah, I, I think it was the game plan. You know, it's a short week for them to prepare, and the Dolphins threw something completely different at them. So, um, that's one loss that I think is not going to be um, indicative of the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, like, you know, I don't have a lot to say about that game. It's just everybody trash, man. That's just really, you know what I mean? Everybody is uh, so much inconsistency in in the NFL right now, um, especially with the AFC. Uh, again, outside of those Titans, you know what I mean? But Lamar will be okay. I'm still Lamar. Oh, you know what? Well, Lamar Jackson, I still think, can make a run for that MVP. You know what I'm saying? He's had a couple down weeks, but I still think he's – I don't think they'll ever give Lamar another MVP. Maybe That's not. just a Maybe personal not, preference. You know I mean? Sometimes your play got to force it. Yeah, and with this year still opening the schedule easing up, I think they got a shot at it. People are probably, honestly, and nobody's going to like to hear it, but I imagine looking at the Titans schedule and knowing that Henry is out, there's going to be Ryan Tannehill MVP buzz that's going to be forced on us. It's going to be weird. But um, <laughs> he said it's going to be weird. <laughs> it is like because they're going to be like, well, they're winning. You got to give credit to somebody, and Henry's out, so you know. But um, the Dolphins win six in their last seven and finish the season nine and eight. I'm letting you know right now, it's on. Okay, what's on? I mean, what does it's on? What is what? What does that consist of? Wild card being above five hundred. It's on. It's they get on. this wild card. That's wild card. Okay. I don't see that happening. <laughs> but anyway. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's, it, anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible. KG boys. Uh, let's move on to week 11. We got we got a couple good games. Not really. Um, I'm excited to see Dallas versus Kansas City. Uh, me personally, I'm tired. Uh, I, I don't like to use the word hate. But I have a strong disdain for Dallas Cowboy fans. Um, I really don't like them at all. Uh, you have some close friends with us. A lot of them. A lot of my friends love the Cowboys. Um, you know, namely Marty Lee uh, and, and, and Big Marty, both of them. Uh, they love the Cowboys. Um, and they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. They Their claim to fame is losing a close game to the Bucks, You know, they really have that, that win against the Chargers starting to look more and more shakier as the season goes on. And now they have a real opportunity versus the resurging Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to destroy them, and I can't wait to see it. You know, uh, where's the game at? It's in Kansas City. It's in Kansas City? Yes. Mm. Actually, you know what? I have more confidence in Dallas than since the game is in Kansas City. Because if it was in Dallas, you know, it's, it's, you know, I mean, teams tend to kind of get real up to play in Jerry World. And I could just see Patrick Mahomes being super fired up to play in uh, Jerry World and just going crazy. But, but, you know, I mean, the Cowboys being on the road. I think they'll be a little bit more. I think they'll they have the, they got their focus back. They got a big win against uh, who they played this past week, Atlanta, I believe. 
Bro, how'd you get, how do you get your focus back against Atlanta? I mean, well, then they lose the previous week. They I lost mean, to yeah, Denver. To, yeah. to the Broncos. Yeah, they got. But they you got saying that like they? But I'm saying, I'm saying they they feeling good. They got a good win. They didn't bro. They didn't that's, this is win. That's like playing Bama. But it or, or it, Georgia. But listen, they should have played Georgia. Anytime, I think it'd have been look, better for them to play Georgia. Look, man, like they they could have easily looked past Atlanta, looking at Kansas City and took the L, but that didn't happen. You know what I mean? They got a they got a solid win against Atlanta. Now they're going on to Kansas City. You know what I mean? This could be, you know what I mean? And Kansas City's playing better. This could be a, a statement win for the Cowboys to let to the show Cowboys that they going to, to show that they maybe are legit. I'm taking the Cowboys. I got okay. the Cowboys. But bet, bet it then. I'm Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <bro. laughs> Zig, tell him, tell him something, Zig, please. I'm, you know what? I think I, I think I got to roll with him. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> man. You, you drinking the Kool-Aid too? No, it ain't the Kool-Aid, man. It's the facts, man. We're not for, look, we were just talking about it earlier. Kansas City isn't that good. Neither is the Cowboys. They got more wins. Don't. <laughs> they got one more win, and they played the Falcons, the Vikings, the Patriots, the Giants, the Panthers, the Eagles. The Chargers, like they haven't played anybody, man. Like these are yeah. teams. All these teams, out of all these teams, they beat. The only team that has a chance of making the playoffs are the Patriots, and they beat them in overtime. I mean the the Cowboys. They got the number one offense in the league and Dog, the top ten they... defense. <laughs> but also, you know, the Chiefs. They haven't been the Chiefs. Um, I don't know. The losses for the Chiefs, Baltimore, the Chargers, the Bills, the Titans, those are all respectable losses. But I don't know. I'm just you you know I, I've been out on the Chiefs for a while. I, I can't I can't double back to them. It's the last game before the bye for them, though. We'll see how it goes. And also, I do think that teams the Raiders were the only team that didn't run the same playbook as that everybody else has been running to stop Mahomes. And hopefully <laughs> Dallas is smart enough to just do what everybody else was doing instead of trying to be geniuses like the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kansas City's last two wins, like they beat the, the first off, they beat the Packers without the man. You know what I'm saying? So this is just, I mean, that's like half a win. Then, yeah. And then, you know what I mean, they just beat, like Zig, like Zig was saying, they just beat the Raiders. And, you know, the Raiders have been so up and down, and they were they were playing Patrick Mahomes unlike everybody else was playing, which was working. So I don't know what they – I don't know if they feel like Derek Carr could win a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. Who the fuck thinks that? You know what I mean? So, so, so what, whatever, whatever happened – you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever formula everybody else was using, the Raiders sure didn't take it. So I don't know how much I believe in the the Chiefs just because they won these last two games. Which, when you look deep inside the wins, it's not that impressive. Though, you know what I mean? But man, they said that the, they said that the Dallas Cowboys is the best team in football. Who said that? I ain't say that. I've been reading and seeing that. Oh, on sports media. 
Okay. <laughs> you were putting I, that on no, us. Yeah, I'm about to say no. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't. That, I would I go. Didn't say I would far. never. I would never put something on you that you didn't say. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, they lie. do got the 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 NFL MVP on their defense, but. <laughs> But I wouldn't go that far, but you know, Dallas, man, you know what I mean? We, we kick them when they down, man. You got to show them a little bit of love when they actually doing decent. I'm not, I'm not kicking them when they down, but I'm not praising them when they haven't done anything. And they haven't my, beat anybody. My thought is more, I probably, I don't know. It's a combination of me being down on the Chiefs and a little up on the Cowboys. But the Chiefs, besides that Raiders game where they didn't play the two high safeties and let Tyreek Hill do whatever he wanted to do for whatever reason, like the last three games before that, the Chiefs had 13, 20, and three points. I don't take that last game as a sign that they are back. I take it as a sign sign that the Raiders are nuts. Um, But... I guess we will find out. I would hope that Dallas goes back to the same playbook as everyone else. I would hope that they were that smart. But um, yeah, I, I I might be more low on Kansas City than high on Dallas. Well, I'll give you credit, Zig. You've been on the Kansas City train pretty much since the season started. That you know, I mean, that they're not that good. So I mean, I your your stance hasn't really changed. So I I feel you. I'm kind of the same way. So. I'm not gonna argue that, man. I just hate Dallas and, our, and all their fans. It was clear. Yeah, <laughs> strong, strongest thing for them. Uh, the next game we're gonna highlight is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this is a very big game for the Colts. Um, the the Titans are running away with that conference, and if they don't, you know, show some fight now. The division. I mean, the division. And the conference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the division, and if they don't show some fight, uh, they might not make the playoffs this year. Well, they, they've already lost the Titans twice. So, I mean, the division is wrapped. I don't see them. They're not going to catch them. But I actually am going to go a little bit the other way. I think this is a bigger game for the Bills. You know what I mean? Because the Bills, they aren't all – I don't think they're as cracked up as we thought. That, you know what I mean? They're not all what we thought they were, maybe. You know what I mean? They've they've had a, they've had a couple stumblings here and there recently, and they don't look as strong as they were looking. I mean, obviously they just beat the Jets, but it's the fucking Jets. Like, you know what I mean, who like who doesn't beat the Jets? I mean, obviously a couple of people didn't, but still, um, I don't think they're as strong. Tennessee doesn't beat the Jets. Yeah, Tennessee right. didn't beat the Jets. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't think they're strong. Like you know, they beat the. I mean, they. You know, I mean, they beat the Dolphins. They beat Washington. They beat the Texans. They beat the Chiefs, who again we are not very high on. Um, and then they beat the, actually they beat the Dolphins twice, my fault, Zig. But they lost to the fucking Jaguars. And that was an outlier. And then they lost and then, well, they also lost to the Titans as well. But I just I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know with the with the Bills. You know what I mean? Um, is Josh Allen really that guy that we, that everybody wants him to be? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like this is a big win. This could be a big win for him. You know what I mean? I feel like this is a game that he could kind of come out and stamp like, yeah, I'm still, you know what I mean, that favorite, you know what I mean? I'm still, um, you know what I mean? I'm still one of the, the the elite quarterbacks or one of the younger elite quarterbacks because it's just been kind of quiet for me. I didn't pay attention to the Jets game and I wasn't going to pay attention to that game. Yeah. But the Indianapolis game, you know what I mean? That could be a, 
You know what I mean? That could be a, a feisty game. Like, Indianapolis has a good roster. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just don't perform. They should be better. Yeah, they, they should be very, they should be a lot better. You know what I mean? But obviously, Carson Wentz may not be who we think he is. He's exactly who we thought he was. Like. <laughs> so, he so I don't know, man. I think this is a big game for uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. You know what I mean? It's kind of, I'm not sure when their when bye week is. Um, they already had it. They already had it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, actually, you know, they're on the they're on the second they're on they're on the back end of their buy, so you know, I mean, it's time to wrap it up. So it's, I'm, I'm curious to see what Josh Allen does. Um, I was wrong the last time I said this, but I'm gonna do it again. I got the Bills big in this oh, one. Man. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, that's time. They got they got they boots smoke. Let me get right now. Yeah, let me go ahead and make my bets. Let me go ahead and make my bets. <laughs> you bet like Stephen A. <laughs> but um, you know, the game is in Buffalo. Don't know what the weather is gonna be yet, but it's Buffalo. Um, you know, the Colts are an indoor team. Also, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has been great, and that might be the guy we're forgetting about in this MVP conversation. Coach would need to win more games for that to happen. But oh yeah, he has been really good. He has been never gonna win MVP. He's not gonna win MVP because they're not good enough. But he's been playing. Even if they was, he's never. (laughs) But the um, you know, they're a running team, and Buffalo is fine with you being a running team. I. The Bills are top five in offense and in defense. Um, you know, top five against the run, also top five against the pass. Like that team, it's really a matter of which Josh Allen shows up. So that could always be a problem. But I just think that the the gap is too big between these teams, even though it's top five on offense and defense versus top 10 on offense and defense. I think that if the Bills fall behind, the game isn't over. If the Colts fall behind, it's on Carson Wentz's shoulders, forget about it. So <laughs> that's pretty much where I, where I am with it. I don't think they can keep up on the scoreboard. Hello? I am I'm, I'm here. <laughs> But I don't think they can keep up on the scoreboard with the. I don't think they keep up on the scoreboard with the Bills. Um, if the Bills get out to a hot start, so and that's what I'm expecting. I'm calling blowout. Man, last time you called that, you know, you gotta slap the blowout. I'm calling it now. (laughs) I call a blowout. I call a defensive MVP and the Dolphins playoff run. I might need to get. The drug test man gonna come by my house. <laughs> you potting up. He out here like Marcellus Wiley or somebody. You potting now. So I heard throwing out wild shit. I mean wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh you know, wrong man. Get feisty with him, man. It's all right. Man. Man, you know, I'm trying to keep my back, my curse into a minimum. For, uh, yeah, I'll take but especially on online. <laughs> but uh let's talk uh, let's transition to the NBA. The Golden State Warriors are on fire right now um they are statistically you know with the most wins they're the best team in the nba right now and they're the only team that has had the same start lineup in every game wow that's interesting i didn't know it the only team in the nba that did that what else i find interesting is that the first time they left they've only left cali one time 
since 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 the season started. So it's been a very strong strong home court advantage for them. Um, very user friendly. Very user friendly. Um, they've actually, you know, I mean, as good as they've been, they, you know, I don't want to throw it out there. They just lost to the Hornets. Zeke, was you at the game? I was not at the game. I, I got to make it down there, though. That's one of my favorite arenas so far. How far is that from you, Zeke? It's about an hour and a half. Yeah. No, but, uh, but on all seriousness, though, like the Warriors, you know, I, I like when the Warriors, I like when the Warriors are good because when they lose, it makes them much better. You know what I mean? Because the thing, the thing about the Warriors are really media darlings. Like the media loves the Warriors. It's more so far because they want Steph. You know what I mean? So right now, you you know, you got Stephen A on TV. The, the, the Warriors don't want to win the championship. I'm calling it now. And all this other nonsense. Shut up, stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's, you know what I mean? We're, it's like we're 11 games in. Well, most teams are under 15 games into the season. You know what I mean? Obviously, they still, they're still waiting for Clay to come back. Wiseman. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, we're assuming when Clay comes back, he's going to be Clay. Nobody's going to be the same. You can't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like especially all the the lower leg injuries he's had over the past two seasons, he hasn't played. You know what I mean? So we're just assuming he's going to come back and be that Clay that we all knew. Um, and I don't even think he has to be that. You know what I mean? And that that could be that could be a wrinkle for them because. He may try to be that when he doesn't really have to, you know what I mean? Because they have a, they have a a young nucleus. Well, not a young nucleus. They have the same guys that have always been there, but they got young pieces around them. Um, the two rookies, well, Kaminga actually just started playing. I've been, I was very high on him. I thought, I think he's, I think I was one of the steals in the draft. Um, but uh, Jordan Poole, uh, Damian Lee. Um, the guy that they got from Sacramento, I can't never remember his name. Belinka, Belinka, Belinka. Him, you know what I mean? They got a lot of pieces that fit well with what they do. You know what I mean? Unlike other teams in the Western Conference, they bring in players that fit with what they do. It sounds like you're hitting at another you know situation. We're going to talk about that later. So I don't really you know what I mean? Okay, had a bit of frustration in your voice. Yeah, you know what I mean? A I hear it in your voice a little bit now on Tuesday. But, um, yeah, man, I like how the Warriors are actually playing, man. And, and you know, and, I, and it's not all on step. Like, he hasn't he hasn't really shot the ball particularly that well. Um, he said he's the best player in the world. Okay. Mm. I don't know who they are. Just, I mean, every time I read, it, they say Steph is now the best player in the world again. Yeah, that's... I said to the guy in Brooklyn right now, I think that take those ways. And the numbers, uh, the numbers support it as well. But um, yeah, man, it's, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. It's still very early. I don't like to make early predictions on the NBA because it's such a long season. A lot of guys aren't even, a lot of guys haven't even played yet. Most teams don't even have their full team yet. So we'll see what happens. But for the Warriors, man, they're taking care of business right now. They're doing what they need to do. And, you know, I mean, Steph is, you know, I mean, he's going to be Steph. Yeah, they, I mean, they play 13 games and nine of them have been at home. Wow. So, um, I mean, there's there's a team with, you know, a team that we're going to talk about later. They played 12 home games already, which is kind of scary. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, the Warriors, they the point differential is just 
blowing out the rest of the league. Like their average game is a 13 point win. Nobody else is even close. The second place team in point differential is a seven point win. So, and that's the heat. So they're almost like twice as good as the next best team when it comes to point differential. But um, I didn't believe prior to the season and I still have, it's November. I'm not changing my mind yet. Um, It's just, it's, it's too soon, but you know, they're getting, they're getting contributions from a lot of people. Um, You know, I, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start. So there's really nothing that they did that makes me not believe in them. They score the most points per game. They give up the third least points per game. So getting it done on both ends of the court, defensive rating is actually first and their offensive rating is second. So statistically, everything looks like this is going to hold, but I don't know if some of those pieces that they have are going to hold up. They got great injury luck, like you were saying, Um, you know, Iguodala is always good to miss a few games. Curry gets banged up sometimes. Draymond, you can't depend on him for the full 82 anymore. Um, but, you know, shout out to Gary Payton, second getting it done, and some of the other players. But um, right now, I don't know, I, I kind of sound like a hater by not giving them that credit, but you think Draymond's going to keep shooting 38% from three for the rest of the year? I, like, I, I can't buy into that. So, um, you know, things will things will average out over time. They'll probably still finish in the top four, which is higher than I expected, but I'm not buying it yet. Okay, so I'm just looking at the Warriors' schedule so far, and to be quite honest with you, they haven't really beaten anybody worth bragging about. Um, obviously, um, they're playing. I believe they're playing the Nets right now, and you know, Nets are obviously they're they're a good, they're a very good team. Or um, we expect them to be a very good team. But you know, it's a lot Chicago, of uh, that Chicago. Know, the, the Chicago win was a not, to me, and this is just my personal opinion. To me, that was their most impressive win because I, I think Chicago is a really good team. Um, I've been high on them since they since they brought in DeMar DeRozan and Cruz so on. So, but I thought that was I just thought that was a a, a really smart move and, and it's been working out for them um, this season. But besides that, you know, they beat the T Wolves, which are you know they're the T Wolves still. I don't care what you know I mean, what you want to say about it. the Pelicans stink. They have like one win on the season or something like that. Um, the Hornets. The Hornets are exciting, you know, up and coming young team. So, but like, are we really, are we that impressed with that win? You know, um, even though the Hornets did just beat them at home, you know what I mean? But then they played the Rockets and, you know, they stink. And <laughs> I mean, they, they played, the, they beat the Lakers all over the night. The Lakers stink. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't like, the Warriors, the Warriors are the Warriors, but you know, what I mean, if you really just dig deep into their wins, it's not that like they're just beating the, the NBA's best right now. And mind you, I did say it earlier, and we all know this, it's still early in the season, so we don't quite know who the best are. You know what I mean? But you know, the the schedule has kind of worked in their favor, like Zig alluded to earlier. Nine uh, nine games at home out of their 13 or 12 games. That's ridiculous. Uh you know, like you said, everybody wants uh, – the NBA is a better place when the Warriors are a good team. 
So they're going to make – I don't want to say make sure. They're going to make it seem like I'm saying they're fixing games. But they're going to make the them have the pass of, of least resistance. So, you know, uh, early on, let them catch a rhythm. And once you have a good rhythm and a good flow and believe you're a good team, it's easier to go on the road and beat some Denver's, some some Utah's, you know what I'm saying, some teams that they might have lost to previously um, if they played them early on. Uh, Steph is playing really well, and a lot of those other guys are playing their role. I don't think it's sustainable, like Zig said, but only time to tell. Like, you know, I don't want to sound like a hater. Um, and Clay being in the not being in the top 75 is very interesting um, because he may come back trying to prove something. I'm not saying he is. I don't know that man. Like, you know, um, but I think that's a different dynamic because uh, he never gets the recognition that, that, that Steph does. And, you know, and he might be on his Scotty Pippen stuff. He might be on his Scotty Pippen. You know, and we're going to have to talk about Scotty because he's tripping right now. Um, but we're going to talk about that. But um, I don't know. I don't believe in him. Long story <laughs> short, I, I don't believe in, in the Warriors. Western Conference kind of cheeks this year. So, There's no kind of. So, you know, you're going to fatten up that win total playing Houston, New Orleans, the Spurs, the T-Wolves, the <laughs> – like, I'm just looking at the bottom, the Thunder, the Kings. Portland's not where they should be. Um, yeah, the the Lakers – like, you look at their – you look at the Western Conference and really you got Phoenix, you got Golden State, and right now you kind of got everybody else because the Jazz have fallen off. Um, you know, Dallas is hot. Shout out to Porzingis. Um, (laughs) but you know it's going to with the way that scheduling works and you play your conference most of the teams four times and the other conference twice like it's definitely going to prop up the records over there the way that people used to say it did for the top of the east so um we'll see whenever the games really 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 start to count though yeah um I'm not sure, man. Uh, like you know, I mean, respect to the Golden Warriors, to the Golden State Warriors, because I know what they can do when at, at full strength. But right now, it's just a little. It's still a little early for me, you know. But they look good, like you know. I mean, they they, they the pieces seem like I was uh, speaking of earlier. The pieces seem to fit for them right now. Um, I'm interested to see how they play when they start to get uh, getting games with the more elite teams in the league. So I'm just I'm just kind of I'm a. I'm gonna just hold off on the the whole parade fest for right now and just kind of see how how it ends up how it ends up going. Uh, since everybody's saying that Steph's the best player in the world, and now you said that man in Brooklyn has something to say about that. KD has been playing at historical rate. I mean, he like, I, don't, I don't even see how how somebody could even say anybody other than KD is the best player in, in the world right now. I mean, he's a really he in his bag. I mean, there's nothing else to be said about it. Uh, and they're they're surging. They're ten and four after a slow start. 
Uh, I think uh, James Harden has something to do with that, uh, the way he's been playing as of late. Yeah, he's been playing a lot better. Got to give him credit. You know what I mean? He got, he got better. He's getting better. I said that on, I said that on one of our recent pods, like, man, just like figure it out. Like you're a way better basketball player than just uh, uh, relying on these phantom calls and shit that you'd be getting over the last, you know, six, seven years or whatever. And he's, you know, he's, he's stepping up. He's playing better. He's playing better. So, you know what I mean? And then obviously KD playing at a, you know I mean, an MVP phenomenal level. Like his number, KD's numbers, um, statistically what he's been shooting from the field are, are like insane. I mean, KD has always been efficient. He's always been a great shooter, but now uh, when he has to do less, uh, he's even more efficient, you know, um, and just to watch him is effortless. He, if he if he didn't get tired in last year's Eastern Conference Finals, we might be having a different narrative this year. Um, besides uh, Giannis and GQ um, saying that he's the best player in the world, uh, so we gonna see. Um, early on, he is playing outside of his mind. He's shooting almost sixty percent from twos and and forty from three. No, from twos alone, he's shooting 64%. Wow. Like, I've never, ever, ever seen him, you know, I think he shot. Yeah, it's awful. He shot 60% once his first season in Golden State from two, but he's never shot 58% from the field before. Just to put put that in perspective, that's what Shaq shot from the field. And he was, he was shooting, he was dunking. Katie Katie shooting pull-ups. Yeah, it, it's, it's automatic. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people get the hand up and, you know, what you're going to do about it. <laughs> like, you can't you can't get down on yourself. He's just knocking them down. You're not going to block his shot. So, um, yeah, this is this is history right here. <laughs> um, almost 60% of his shots are between um, – I mean, he's shooting 57% from 10 to 16 feet. Like, nobody shoots like that from mid-range. 70% from 16 feet to the three-point line. Nobody's doing that. 70% on long twos. That is, like, the, the most ridiculous thing I've ever yeah, seen. It's, it's all right, man. The mid-range ain't dead. The mid-range, <laughs> mid-range ain't dead. <laughs> not dead, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to KD. Keep it alive. And DeMarco Rose. And, I mean, and they're surging. And they're one of the best teams in the NBA right now, so. Just all of that combined with James Harden playing better, um, I think that, you know, the Nets have a good chance of coming out of the East when Kyrie comes back, uh, if Kyrie comes back, because that's the situation still up in the air. Um, Forgot about him. Yeah. My favorite player. (laughs) And, you know, uh, speaking of Giannis, that they're 11th, now currently in the east and they were you know kind kind of let i feel like they kind of let Giannis off the hook right now um as far as expectations of how good the team should be early on um especially that milwaukee is normally a good um in-season team so with with the with guys being injured and Giannis not being able to carry them uh is that Giannis' fault that they're losing. Yeah. Because when you're considered the best player or a top two player, top three player in the league, whatever you want to call him at this point, if your team is losing, 
whose else fault is it? Because I know we held we held other guys to that standard. So why wouldn't we hold Giannis to that standard? You know, the thing that really is irritating about the Giannis thing, and you know, I mean, I, I you know, I mean, I respect Giannis because obviously he stayed, he stayed with his organization. He makes that a big deal, and you know, I mean, he doesn't work out with guys and all that other shit. But the media eats that shit up, like, you know, what I mean, like they True. they really like, oh, you know, Giannis is, you know, he bred from from the old days and all that other nonsense. Shut up. Like, that's so trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when he goes out there and like uh, like you guys said earlier, they're in the 11th place right now in the Eastern Conference. Right? With a losing record. With a losing yeah. record. Like, and no, it's like nobody's talking about it. It's like that's not even, you know, um, you know, we speak about, you know, the, the Lakers hit the headlines every day. You know I mean? Every it's, day. It, it's Obviously, it's L.A., but, you know, Bron's not playing. And, you know, Stephen A. said something like, Bron won't win another championship yet. He ain't even playing. He has he hasn't even played half of these games. But Giannis has put. I don't think Giannis has missed a game all year. He missed. He missed maybe one. I he might have missed, missed maybe one. one or two. But they have a losing record, and he's been there majority of the time. And this is the person that you know. I mean, that just had that amazing outing in the finals. Why are we not holding them to that standard? You know, what I mean, we gotta. We need to hold them to that standard. And yes, he, he, should, he should definitely be blamed. Why they have a losing, or are we gonna say that because Chris Middleton was out, that maybe Chris Middleton is the the leader of that team, or whatever you want to call it? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's just it's just funny how how the praise gets gets thrown on to certain players, but they don't get held responsible when you know what I mean their teams are average or lack thereof, like the Bucks are right now. They're average. Yeah, and I don't even think it's just. Chris Middleton's leadership that is missing. Giannis is shooting 49% from the field. This is his lowest field goal percentage since his rookie season right now. Like we had to talk about, and you know, there was all the scary hours videos posted in the preseason. He's shooting 28% from three. Romeo said he needed to pack those in and <laughs> we gave him a hard time about it, but nobody listened. <laughs> but yeah, if, if he's gonna be putting up almost five a night at 28, you let him live with he that. Shoot five threes a, hold on, wait, wait, wait 4.7 threes a game. See, this is what I'm talking about right here. Just because I can drive a car with my feet, don't mean I should. <laughs> what are you doing, Giannis? Like, that's 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 10 points off the board. If you're shooting 50% from two, you know, that's you make you take five shots that's eight that's six points per game you taking off the board because you're not making that three yeah so i have no idea like his um but his two-point percentage is down too so he's not you know last year which is ridiculous last year within three feet he shot 83 percent he's down to 76 percent which is still great but it's not what it was. Um, you know, he's his dunking, his the amount of his shots that are coming that are dunks are down. Um, I'm not saying that he lost explosiveness, but I don't know if he doesn't have his legs. I don't know what it is. And I'm not really looking to make an excuse for somebody who's 27 years old and didn't play in the Olympics. Um it's 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 this is not the same player right now for whatever reason and you know he's drinking the kool-aid man yeah yeah he, 
If anybody else had a, a team, went from a champion to a team that was in 11th place, they're shooting under 50%, and they're jacking up threes, and they're NGQ saying that they're the best in the world. That wouldn't go over if that was somebody else. Oh, hell no, it wouldn't go over. If it was a couple other people, it wouldn't go over. I mean, it's the NBA is really like they just have to like you. Like, you know, like if someone likes you, then your narrative can be whatever they want it to be. You know, but like guys like Russell Westbrook, who's not really like, I don't want to say he's disliked but he's not really likable, then it's different. You know, um, his story is different. His narrative is different. Um, so if Steph was doing that, like, you know, the one thing that always bothered me about Steph is uh, the lack of humility. You know, uh, he came in the, you know, NBA as one of the most humble guys, uh, praying every time. And every time he hit a three, he would pray and, thank God this and everything like that. And next thing you know, uh, every other game, he's shooting a three without looking, you know, pointing at people in the stands, like, you know, the, the lack of humility, um, but people still love him, you know, and people love Giannis, but there's other guys that people just don't like. Like, I don't, I mean, like Boogie Cousins and other guys, you know, you could just go down a list and people don't like Draymond and, and et cetera, and X, Y, Z, but, when they like you, like they like Giannis, uh, you can pretty much get away with certain things that other guys can't get away with. So I said all that to say he gonna get away with whatever he wants to. Um, how long do you think they would have to stay underperforming before, like, would this be noticed by Christmas? Would this be? Never, it's never going to be noticed because it's never going to be his fault. It's you know crazy. What I'm it's never going to be his fault because they're going to look at the they're going to look at the numbers and say, well, the numbers are comparable. You know, uh, his, it maybe his shooting may be down a little bit, but without Drew and without Chris, like you know, obviously everything's going to be a little bit different because the guys are injured. You know, and that's and that's the narrative they're going to go with. And those guys weren't playing well either, um, so. It's a, it's a, um, you know, I, I obviously don't think they're going to finish the season in 11th, but you know, if the Cavs are going to jump in the playoff race, somebody got to get up out of there. So, <laughs> all right, I, I got to calm down. It's been like, it's too hot takey over here today. I got to chill. Oh, I mean, was, you know, speaking of the Cavs, unfortunately, they just, you know, I mean, lost Moses Wilcox for what, about four weeks, maybe? Yeah, they said he the elbow injury. Yeah, elbow sprain out two to four weeks. And that's tough because they got a tough stretch. Um, yeah, I bought tickets for the month for the Cavs. Um, so this really is just for my son's birthday. He wanted to see uh, the, the Nets play. So it was actually cheaper to buy tickets for the whole month than for just that game, ironically. So I ended up having to give some tickets away because uh, I didn't want to go see some games. I mean, but the Cavs are, you know, it's a good watch right now. They are. They, they are, are a good team. Um, I'm actually happy for the Cavs. And uh, I think that R Ricky Rubio signing was a very underrated signing for them. Super underrated. Uh, because he comes in and brought some stability. He's playing so well. And I he, think he helps out Garland as well. Yeah, I mean, he brought in so much stability for them at that position. And, you know, uh, Kevin Love coming back, Lori Marketing, who came in and actually helped, you know, um, 
uh, with his with his shooting and being able to space the floor. Uh, I like the Cavs, man. I hope they make the playoffs. You know, when the Cavs are better, uh, it makes Northeast Ohio more interesting. So I hope the Cavs actually continue to be better. Yeah, and they need this with what's happening with that team in Orange and Brown. But, um, you know, right now, Mobley's out two to four weeks. Colin Sexton is out for an undetermined amount of time. Markinen is still out. Stevens is out. And Jerry Allen's out tomorrow. Like, Kevin Love comes back. <laughs> but I don't even know if they can feel the full a full squad. Rome might be time to, you know, lace them up. No, <laughs> They gonna pull you out of the stands. Like, how tall are you? <laughs> like, cause I can get over there and clap. What we? Have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the best cheerleader you ever had, boy. But yeah, I mean, they're they're thin at a bad time to be thin with where the schedule is. So, um, I mean, I'm hopeful that they'll hold on. They were looking like a legitimate playoff team. This didn't look like. That's not my Cavs colored my wine and gold colored glasses on that one. They they did look legit. Um, we'll see if everybody comes back. If when they come back, they're the same. Because last year, Jared Allen didn't return the same after his concussion. Um, don't know how Sexton is going to vibe with the lineup, depending on how they're rolling whenever he comes back. Because um, that's a big player to integrate. So I don't know what the future looks like for them, but right now they're top five and Milwaukee's eleven. So that's all you want. That's all, that's all I need right now. But honestly, uh, actually, this might be a good time to be injured because you, you look at these teams they're playing, they might have lost anyway. True. So why not, you know, rest some guys at a time where you possibly, you know, there's a good chance you were going to lose anyway. So mm, I don't like guys being hurt at all. And I'm not saying that, but it. It, it, it couldn't hurt, you know, resting a couple guys when you're going to lose anyway. But I like watching the Cavs. And, you know, when Mobley comes back, I hope that he's, you know, continued his rookie of the year campaign because he's been killing. And he's been, you know, like a really good player. Like I was, you know, pleasantly surprised. I was hoping that he went to the, the Cavs. And when, uh, when the draft came because he fit some of their needs, and now watching him play, like I know he was the right, he was the right pick um, for that front for that front. So yeah, man, I like I like I like Mobley a lot, man. Where you know he don't seem too into himself, man. He just kind of go out there and play. I actually don't I don't think I've ever even heard him speak. But you know what I mean? He seems real quiet, man. But he get the job done, man. Real real unicornish out there, man. Better offensively than I thought he was too. I kind of I seen the defense thing. Uh, uh, at USC, a few games, I felt like he was pretty good defensively, but I didn't know he was as skilled offensively as he is. So, man, it's definitely a great pick for them. Yeah, so I, I like I like Mobley, you know. So, hopefully he gets rookie of the year. Uh, the Lakers, man. Everybody trash. Everybody trash, bro. Everybody trash. <laughs> That's just the theme of this week's episode. It's just everybody's trash. Just watching the Lakers play. Um is just to me there is there is there's a a lack of a lack of seriousness um like it's always like a everything gonna be all right like no matter what we do it's gonna be all right literally zero chemistry they don't it's like they don't care it seems like they don't care 
Like somebody turns the ball over, eh, you know, like they, they don't play with a sense of urgency. Like, you know, I always tell the young guys the, that I coach that, you know, you got to treat the ball like it's something special. Like when you have the ball in your hand, you have to treat it like it means something to you. We know one player on the Lakers definitely does not treat the ball like it's special. It's it can be I'm not excusing it, but it can be hard for veteran teams to get up in November for games. They got nine guys over 30 on their roster. You know, they know it's a long season. They're still, you know, the West is down. I don't think they have that sense of urgency that these other teams have right now. Um you know, they know that LeBron is going to come back and fix some of these issues that they have. But, you know, getting Melo, even though he's been playing pretty good, getting Melo, Dwight, Rondo, Ellington, Westbrook, DeAndre, like to care about these games in <laughs> to care about these games in November, that might have been an uphill battle anyways. Well, you have I mean, to care. I mean, at this point, man, he he's 36. Like, <laughs> like, you can't just depend on, you know what I mean, Brian to always come in and fix everything. Like, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, year 19, 36, most minutes them there ever played. You know what I mean? Well, most playoff minutes for sure. Um, and he's playing 37 a night this season, which you can't, yeah, you can't like, do like, that. Come on. like, But um, like I was about to say, like, it seems like all the moves that, you know what I mean? Me and Rome kind of thought they should have made and uh, early on in the season that the moves that they did make are like the moves that they really need right now. <laughs> like all the, all, the, all the guys that they didn't bring in are playing phenomenal. And all the guys that they didn't keep are playing like phenomenal. So it's just, it's, it's really, it's really weird to me. You know what I mean? I, like, I don't know. Like, obviously it's still very early in the season. That's understandable. I think we all get it. Um, you know what I mean? But just at some point in time, it's not going to be early in the season. Like that. I think come, come, you know I mean? come mid-December uh, after the they can start trading people, I think it's going to get a little bit different. Like, you know, hey, you can get a, get a body. You know, yeah, uh, right now, you know, guys know that. I feel like what the Lakers, Lakers are doing right now is they're creating bad habits. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, all these guys, like uh, like Zig said, all these nine guys over 30 and whatnot. And, you know what I mean? It's hard to convince these guys to care about games in November. I get it. But, you know, after doing something so much and continuing to do it, create bad habits. You should care. Like, I don't understand. Like, who's it? I understand why Zig said that. But I don't understand why guys would believe that um, on a new team. Like, I, I can see if. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been playing together for years, and we know what's going to happen. Okay, and this t- at this date, we're going to do this. We're going to turn it around. Um, you know, I watched a clip today where Gilbert Arena said that, you know, in the preseason, that's when we work all of our kinks out. And in the camp, that's a, like right now, it looks like they're still yeah. in preseason. It's in that same clip. And, it, and, and also, my point is that, like, you know, you don't lose, like, okay, you don't care about games, but you don't lose certain games. Like, you don't blow double-digit leads against Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? You don't get out – you don't let the Timberwolves on a 30-4 to four run. In the, and that's uh, – and that, this is how, like Zig was saying, 
it's all no like you really don't care. So the Lakers are like the worst third quarter team in the league by far. Like when I'm, I'm talking about whether they're leading or whether they're losing, they get torched in the third quarter. That's lack of focus. You know what I'm saying? Where is where is um where is Frank Vogel? You know what I mean? I think yes. I, I think I think another big piece that I don't think a lot of people pay attention to, but you know, Jason Kidd isn't on that bench anymore. Lionel Hollins isn't on that bench anymore. You know what I mean? And those, you know what I mean? Those are those are respectable voices. You know what I mean? You replaced them with a um um I don't know who you replaced them. I can't remember the guy's name on that to coach the Knicks for a little bit before uh Fisdale. which you know what I mean I think guys probably respect Fisdale, but it's not the same voices. Like, you know what I mean, that you had with a Jason Kidd, that you had with a Lionel Hollins. Like, you know what I mean, guys who are vets, who've been around the league, who've been head coaches, who won, who who um, guys that veterans respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's big. Like, all these veterans on this team, like, who the, who, who the hell is Fizdale? You know what I mean? Who is he? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Got, like, those guys respect Phil Handy because of his work, but necessarily as a coach, I don't know if they respect him on that part of it. It's going to be a struggle for uh, for the Lakers because they don't have an identity. No, not and, um, and they don't have – they struggle to score. They struggle to stop the score, people from scoring. <laughs> and when you do that, you're going to get blasted often. Um, yeah. They really struggle to score. Uh, they have a the lack of cohesiveness um, – it seems like everybody else is in the whole in world is running a, some kind of motion offense that the Lakers just can't get. I don't know if they can't grasp it or they're not running it, but it seems like they're the only team that's not running that, you know, that five out motion, um, scissor cuts, back door, all that stuff. Um, it just, I, and their defensive principles aren't there. I don't know if it's, uh, strategy or effort. You that's, know? that's the biggest thing. Like for just to piggyback on what you're saying, for Frank Vogel to be, you know what I mean, considered a defensive-minded coach, they're so bad on defense. Like, uh, like I mean, it's it's really, you know, if you watch the Laker game from, it's even hard to watch from beginning to end. But if you watch I one from beginning up. to end, it's really bad. You know what I mean? It's really bad. And I don't know, man. This is I feel like this is a lot to ask for Bron to just come back and oh, when Bron gets back, we'll be able to fix it. You know what I mean? It's more than that. They will have to fix. I mean, he literally has to, first of all. Got no choice now. I mean, there's no the deals have been done. The deals are done. Um, until the guys get uh, you know, so guys start getting them up up out of here, then there's gonna be well, I mean, that's and that's a shame, though. Like, we're, we're 14 games in. What are they, 14, 15 games in right now? Yeah. 15 games in, they're already talking about, like, trade guys. And, like, we're already, like, kind of, like, floating it out there, like, that they may need to move some guys. Oh, no, no, no. There's some, there's some guys that need to be traded. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, there's some pieces that just don't fit. And no matter how you slice it or whatever way you look at it. Thing, the biggest piece that don't fit, I don't know if he can be traded. Anybody can be traded. <laughs> Somehow they're playing with the second highest pace in the league and they're still not scoring that much. Um, they're, they're 24th in offensive rating, even though they're playing at the second highest pace. So they, they're taking quick shots, but they're bad shots more than likely. 
Um, you know, even though they're eight and seven, it's disappointing the way that it is calculated on basketball reference statistically, what you expected win law should be says they should be six and nine. So they they're playing even worse than what their record is right now. Um, you know, and like you guys said, you mentioned, um, third quarter, which is usually coaching adjustments. You mentioned, we've mentioned motivation and, um, you know, playing style. A lot of these things are pointing at the bench. That's the things that your coach is supposed to, if you have nothing else, you should have that. Um, you know, Jason Kidd's won five of his last six in Dallas. They're in third place right now. Um, I definitely, you know, people actually were down on him getting that job from Carlisle, but um, he's been doing his thing. But I think right now, and you know, he'll you won't you won't go at him because of LeBron's not playing, so you can't go at Vogel too hard, I guess. But it seems like a lot of their issues that we have with the players stem from not having the right person on the sideline, maybe. Also, um, and I just want to throw this in there because we talked about people that they lost. Um, there is a MVP tracker, and it's early, but it goes over statistically who's gotten votes off of meeting what stat criteria is in the past. And Trez is fifth in MVP voting right now. That's insane. Well, Trez actually, Trez actually was one of the people that I was thinking about, like the major pieces that they lost. He was actually. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about Trez at all. <laughs> like, as, far as, <laughs> as far as people that they lost, because I don't feel like what he does would really help the Lakers right now. I was actually yeah. thinking so about, you know, I mean, the KCPs of the world, Alex Crusoe's, or the people that they, you know, didn't sign, like the Kyle Lowry's, or, you know, I mean, at, at this point, the DeMar DeRozan actually didn't seem like a bad idea. But it's just amazing that I'm true. seeing that they're getting, that other teams seem to be getting a lot more out of these players than Vogel might have allowed. Um, you know, I don't I can't I don't want to put it fully on him and I don't know if this is going to you know sustain, but I don't know. I got some questions. <laughs> I need some answers. We all got questions. Uh I just don't understand. Oh, like I said, I don't understand what we in. You know, I don't we. I mean, I don't, but I don't understand what they are in um, as an offense. I don't know what they're trying to get to. Um, I don't understand pretty much anything as far as the offensive uh, structure goes besides, you know, force the ball to AD and see what happens. Like, you know, there's some times where you just can't just force feed, you know, uh, the guy the ball. Like, it's just – you can't force feeding the ball and just making it uh, 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 uh. like we have like they have to figure out a way to be better offensively because uh, right now they just they look man they look bad they just look bad man like I don't I don't know any other way to say it besides they just don't look uh, fluid offensively or defensively I don't know if it's cohesiveness I don't know if it's Whatever you know, I, I don't want to point to something because I don't know about it. I want to point to something. <laughs> they got a point guard who's turning it over twenty-one percent of the time down the floor. Down the floor, 
you can't throw away one out of every five possessions on top of shooting 42% on top of shooting 29% from three and putting up four a night. Um, so I want to point at the Brody, but the Brody's probably pointing at himself too, to a degree, I would hope. Um, but he just, he's not getting it done. He's over five turnovers a game. <laughs> like that's just not going to get it done. You can't get into an offensive flow. If one of every five possessions is a turnover and then on about half of the rest of those possessions, you got somebody shooting 42, 43% putting up a shot. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Like, there's no way you should be able to turn the ball over at that higher rate. Um, but you know what's wild? In most games, they're still in games. Until the third quarter. Until the third quarter. <laughs> and then the turnovers take over and things of that nature. But I think the Lakers will absolutely turn the corner and, and be better. Uh, and obviously, we're, we're all waiting on the king to come back, and hopefully he, he does some wonderful things when he does. But I don't know, man. I does, I does not know. 12 home games and three road games. They're, they're going to – when he comes back, he's going to be on a world tour. He's definitely going to be uh, – definitely going to be on the road. But I think he plays better on the road anyway. Uh, and so it gives him, you know, a chance to focus. And he got a lot going on. He got a lot of companies and a lot of – got a family and wife and all that, et cetera, et cetera. So when he comes back, I think it would be good for him to be on the road. All basketball. Yeah, so he can focus. I don't want to say he don't he doesn't focus at home, but it's easier to be all about basketball. With that being said, the Lakers and Bucks play Friday. They play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Uh, I don't think. Do you think Brown plays tomorrow? I don't think he does. No, not a chance. But they're both two bad teams. But everybody's still going to watch. I'm yeah. just. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, they're still going to watch. And, you know, this is apparently these are the kind of games that they got to watch the worst before because if Brown's not there, you know what I mean? You got a guy that could possibly get you a win on the road. But, you know, as he's been playing as of lately, well, actually all season, he hasn't shown that, you know what I mean? So I don't know really, I don't really know what to expect from this game. The Lakers could go in there and win. The Lakers could go in there and get pounded. Who, who knows? Like, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's the problem right now. We don't know who the Lakers are. You know what I mean? And Anthony Davis is actually he's been pretty accurate with his with with his um uh, uh, with his take on the team. It sucks. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to. But you know what I mean? Knowing how how um Giannis is, I'm sure he'll show up tomorrow. I mean, and Chris Middleton's coming back, but you don't know how COVID will affect him because he missed eight games. Um, A good time for them to drop that GQ interview, by the way, right before the Lakers game. <laughs> And, you know they know they know he was going to be on TV. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it was going to be uh, everybody's going to be looking at him, but we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a big game, and another big game this weekend is the Ohio State versus Michigan State. Uh, and seven, seven Michigan State seventh, and Ohio State's third. Yeah, Ohio State actually Ohio State's fourth. Ohio State's fourth. Excuse me. So. I think that's going to be a big game. Um, and Oregon plays Utah, who is also top 25. Do we want Oregon to win or lose? We want them to win. Uh, why would we, we don't want them to lose. 
They've already lost once. You don't want them to lose again. Okay. So they went out, then that helped makes Ohio State look better? Absolutely. Okay. With yeah. Ohio State schedule down the stretch, I don't think it matters. Well, no, it, it doesn't matter. But, you know, you would you, if Ohio State wins these – Ohio State win these next two games, they probably leap Oregon. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, um, even though Oregon beat Ohio State. But, you know, Ohio State beats number seven Michigan State. Then next week they have – Number um, six. Number six Michigan. Michigan. You know, I mean, that's two top ten teams uh, in a row. Um, one on the road, you know what I mean? And obviously those are rivalry games, so they'll be more intense. So if Ohio State wins these next two games, which they have an 86% chance of winning the game uh, this upcoming Saturday, um, and they're 20-point they're favorites. Like, that's kind of ridiculous. I'll probably take uh, – take Michigan State on that one. <laughs> not necessarily win, <laughs> win, but um, the points. points. But, um, yeah, so um, you still, but still, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point, you know what I mean? But I would still, if I'm an Ohio State fan, I would want Michigan, I would want Oregon to win the whole fucking Pac-12. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's going to be interesting. Uh, they're saying Bama might make it in even if they lose another game. Well, if Bama were to lose a game, it would probably be to Georgia. It would probably be the Georgia and the SEC Championship. I don't know just because of how, you know I mean, it would be too much public outrage if they were to get in with two losses. So I don't know if they I don't know if they let us in still, but you never know. We'll see what happens. I mean, if you're putting them out for Cincinnati – there's going to be some. <laughs> but yeah, Cincinnati's undefeated. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's going to get – They are, but – They're going to get pounded. If they get into the playoff, they're probably going to get pounded because they'll probably play Ohio State. Or more than likely, they'll come in at number four. They'll play Georgia, and they'll really get pounded. Then, then Ohio State can make it to the national championship. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, I just – I don't – Oregon might – you know what? If it plays out the way it plays out because if – Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Yeah. Georgia's still getting in. Georgia's staying, yeah. But if Bama loses that and they choose between an undefeated Cincinnati and a two-loss Bama, if it's a close loss, I think Bama's going to get that spot because Michigan yeah. will have two losses. Michigan yeah. State will have two losses. You know I mean, if it works out the way I think it might work out, because honestly, you know what I mean, I like him. I think Georgia's really good, but I think I think I think we can beat him. Um, if it works out that way. Then the, the, the four, the, the four that the top four right now will stay the way that it is, and you know, Ohio State might be playing Oregon again. And mm-hmm. I think that'd be ideal. Be two rematches. You get Bama, Georgia again, Ohio. State. But if it, so, if it works out this way, let's say hypothetically speaking, Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Georgia probably drops to two. I don't think they. I don't think they go lower than that because I feel like the college football playoff committee is very high on Georgia. You know what I mean? So that game will probably be close. So let's say, and then Alabama goes to one. So then, you know, more than likely, Ohio State would be three. And Oregon be four. And Oregon be four. That means Georgia would Georgia would play Ohio State. Yeah. I don't don't think that's that's fair, man. But that's 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 just gonna happen. That's just what history tells us that that might happen. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be hilarious if Georgia was one, Bama was four, or Bama was one, Georgia's four, Ohio State's two, and Oregon's three, and we got two rematches in the semifinals. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Awesome. Yo, this is episode 14. Yeah, man, we're 14 deep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Rack them up. Rack hey, 
Hey, the consistency been real, man. As long as we keep, we keep setting schedules and we keep knocking them down. I'm glad to be here with you guys, man. And Zig, I'm not going to fire you, bro. I can't fire you. If, you ain't <laughs> if I if I make more calls like I did today and they go wrong, also Cincinnati's going to lose the SMU this Saturday, so that's a moot point. It's my last one. But you might have to get me out of here, man. <laughs> hey, you bring deals to the table, you be different. <laughs> this is it. You keep jumping out the windows in these takes. Man. I'm ignoring him. We ain't going to keep opening the door. I'm ignoring him. <laughs> I'm, I'm ignoring him. There's no way Cincinnati loses to SME. Hey, bro. This is a million-dollar parlay. I'm trying to put y'all on game right now. <laughs> if, they, if they win, I'm driving, <laughs> I'm driving North Carolina hot. <laughs> No, but this is the Mid-Range James Dead Podcast. This is your guy, Rome Trap. It's your boy, Anderson. It's your boy, Ziggy. Everybody. Everybody.